Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Haley Bland-Walsh. She is the founder and owner of City Gym KC, and she has just accomplished so much in such a short time, opening the gym in 2011. Very happy to have her here today to tell her story and some of the philosophies behind its success. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. So why did you decide to start a gym? Um... Interestingly enough, I as a I, I always I refer to entrepreneurship as a personality trait, and I um, I was always I always kind of had the drive to do my own thing. But I've been working for a big organization, and it, it's a wonderful organization. But basically, I had no fatigue. I was tired of hearing the word no. So mm-hmm. I would come to my supervisor with innovative ideas, ways that we could make an impact in the market. And she would say, no, that's not us. No, that's not what we do. And so finally, I just reached that level of I didn't want to hear the word no ever again. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that'll do it to you sometimes. But why a gym? Why oh, not I a different wor- business? Yeah, I had worked in the fitness industry for a, quite, a, quite a while, mm-hmm. 10 years. And so, of course, that's where my expertise was. Um, I had sort of developed my own philosophy around what fitness really is. I've mm-hmm. always said that fitness is just sort of the way I get in front of people. And then really what we're doing is connecting you to your best self. Mm-hmm. So um, with that kind of philosophy and expertise, I thought that, you know, I, I could do something different in the gym world. Okay. And you are located, you started in 2011. Actually, you came back to Kansas City, as I recall. Correct. You were away for a while. But Correct. You, you came to Kansas City to start a business. That's why, right. Why Kansas City? That's a great question. So I had been living on the West Coast. I'd been there almost nine years. And um, when I started thinking about where would be the best place that this business could make an impact, Kansas City came to mind right away. I mean, I grew up in Kansas City, so right away I knew I had a network here. Um there's something really exciting that's been happening in the last Definitely. seven to 10 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of my peers who have gone away to school or who are living on the coast, New York, LA, San Francisco, are moving back to Kansas yes. City and starting businesses. So there's a, an energy that's happening here that was palpable, and I thought that I could capitalize on that. Um, it was affordable, frankly. Um, you know, I could mm-hmm. come back and make an impact right away. You know, I've talked to people about your, your, how much room you give yourself for a learning curve. I knew in Kansas City I could try and figure out if I was doing the right thing in six, eight months versus in New York you have a month. Mm-hmm. So it was just a, a market I felt like would be it would be receptive to what I was doing, but it would also give me the flexibility to make sure that I was doing it the right way. You started it in 2011. Where are you located? Uh, what, what are some of the amenities that you have in your gym? We opened in August of 2011, and uh, we are in the Waldo neighborhood. Yay, Waldo. Mm-hmm. Um, we're super pumped about what's happening in the Waldo neighborhood. It's, it's in the last five years, has really come to life. Um, what, what are some of the things that you really think are supporting the community and what you're doing? 
Um, you know, I think that there is a, sort of a resurgence in the community. People who are purchasing homes there are really invested in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to be Brookside's little brother anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, we really want to be our own community. Uh-huh. So, Defining your own personality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so young families are moving in with kiddos. Hale Cook School just reopened. That was a huge win for our neighborhood. Absolutely. More, more families will move into that neighborhood because of that. Um, great businesses, uh, multi-use businesses. So for example, not just bars and restaurants, but insurance companies and mm-hmm. chiropractors and good mix. Yeah, marketing companies. So there's a great mix. There's an energy there that um, is undeniable. So Waldo was great. It was uh, part of the reason I decided to move there is I needed retail traffic. Mm-hmm. We face Warnell. 30,000 cars drive in front of City Gym every single day. Yeah. Additionally, we get the uh, we get the benefit of the the well is right across the street. <laughs> we love the well, and they have a great rooftop deck, and people look across the street and say, oh, yeah, there's City Gym. Mm-hmm. So we kind of benefit from their, um, from their uh, popularity and marketing. But um, it, it was, a, you know, it was a, an easy decision. I, I kind of pared down not only in terms of, uh, you know, retail and what would be a good fit, but, al- but also, you know, I, I, there was something that was happening in Waldo that I felt like connected with, with my business and my mission. Right. And so what kinds of um, amenities do you have? If, you know, every gym is a little bit different. A lot of them are the same, but the ones that are trying to be different, they're different in different ways. So right. how, how are you appealing to people? So customers? we have everything that a big gym has, mm-hmm. but with a small gym feel. Okay. So we are, we're a middle-sized gym. We're about 11,600 square feet. And we started as 5,000 square feet. In January, we expanded uh, 6,000 more square feet. Big jump. Um, it was a big jump. We doubled in size. We actually doubled in program space. So we now have two classrooms where... so. Cl- more classes can happen at peak okay, times. Okay, so you teach classes. Absolutely. It's not just to go in there and work out. And yeah, we have 45 free okay. group exercise classes on a weekly basis. Okay. More classes than some places that only do classes. We've got, uh, you know, free weights. We have tons of cardio equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what we do that's different is we give people opportunities to become a part of a community. So that's why the group X is so important. It gives people an opportunity to find a class or an instructor that they really connect with. We do tons of uh, classes to benefit nonprofits. So we bring people in from the community and say, hey, let's run a class that benefits X nonprofit. Um, We have free running groups. We have 30 and 90 day programs. So we really focus on community and programming that focuses on getting people, you know, getting people connected to that community. But what we like to say is we at at City Gym, we want to help you find your fit. So Mm -hmm. how do you fit in to that gym? Yes. So so how let's expand on that. You have a clip on your website. It's a video. We can't obviously show the video portion, but we can run the audio here. And it ties into your philosophy of community, of finding yourself in the strength. You, you present it from an exercise standpoint about getting up in the morning and getting going, but I think it has even bigger messages that we can talk about after it plays. Afraid? I get it. But I've proven myself far too many times to still believe in that word. I'm a believer. I'm stronger than the word discipline, bigger than the limits of time. I believe in dreams, yours and mine. I'm making it count, starting now. I believe you strive for greatness by setting goals. You explore the uncomfortable, Honor the struggle and fight for your dreams. 
It's more about the size of your dreams than the size of your body. Each new step, you smash fear in the face and taunt the crowd of doubters. Leave the negative where it belongs. In the past, I will hold the torch until you can believe in yourself. We will get there together. Now turn off your alarm clock, stare fear in the face, and go find your greatness. So talk to us about that, Haley. Uh, like I said, it, it it's a message for people who go to your website, HaleyBWalsh.com, and they hear the message about punching the alarm clock, getting up at 5.30, but it's there for entrepreneurs, too, who are facing a challenge, maybe wake up in the morning and want to put the, pull the covers back over their head and not face the day, and other people having challenges in their life. Uh, talk to us about how that philosophy applies to everything you do. Well, I was lucky enough. I grew up as an athlete. I played college soccer and a little bit of professional soccer post-college. So I always had – I kind of had a framework for – setting goals and accomplishing things and pushing through hard times. Um, and what I found as I started doing personal training, you know, I kind of went into it because I love movement. I like to coach people. But what I found is that so many people don't have that framework. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it feels like to set a goal or to do something they've never done before, cross a finish line, if you will, feel that sense of pride and accomplishment. So as I started working with people, I noticed that fitness was really just the way that I was getting in front of them. But mm -hmm. what we were doing is I was connecting them to a part of themselves that they had never been connected to before. And then that was bleeding over into other parts of their life. So they felt strong in the gym and then they felt like they could go for that raise potentially that they wanted at work because something was shifting inside of them. So from a fitness standpoint, that's kind of my philosophy. I, I, I want to connect people to their best self. And so what this video does is it really, you know, encourages entrepreneurs to, to understand that it's not about a finish line. It's not about an end goal, that it's about having a vision, setting goals, waking up in the morning, even when it's cold and dark and you don't want to, because there's something more compelling than 15 extra minutes of sleep. And for me, I know that I have, I have that experience often where it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm exhausted and I think, how am I going to do this again? And I lay there as the snoozes uh, is uh, kind of giving me a few extra minutes. And I think, why, why do I do this? What am I doing? And I think about my vision. And that's really what this video touches upon that, you know, it comes from a fitness perspective, but what is your vision? And as an entrepreneur, that's the most important thing, right? Because you have Absolutely. to be compelling. You have yeah. to be pulled by that. Right. Because otherwise, a lot of times you wouldn't get out of bed in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely, You have to keep your mind on your, your, I know another entrepreneur who every day when she goes to the office. She actually, she's retail too. She goes to the store and she says, I stop when I go to put the key in the lock. And I ask myself, am I having fun? In spite of the challenges I'm going to face today, am I having fun? And if she can answer yes, she puts the key in the lock. She goes, the day that I answer no, then I've got to start looking for something else. Absolutely. But yeah. Reminding yourself why you got into this in the first place. I mean, cr crossroads happen, especially in business, but in life. And so you, you stand there and you have to make a decision, right? Which direction am I going to go? And if your vision is compelling enough, it's an easier decision. You say, okay, I'm going to go in this direction. doesn't mean it's the 
it's the most simple route or it's the most, you know, it's the easiest route. But it when your vision is compelling, it pulls you forward. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really focus on, not only in fitness, but in, you know, I do a little bit of business coaching too. Hey, what's your vision? Where are we going? How do we get there? Right. They go hand in hand. And yours is a holistic approach as opposed to having siloed. I, I don't know how people live siloed lives anyway, because it, you know, or, or you talk about the work-life balance. It's all one and the same. Absolutely. You know? That's something It's actually funny that you mentioned that because that, that's actually a bad, balance is a bad word in my book. Yes, I, think I agree. That it, I think that it, it keeps us playing small. It has a little bit of a level of perfectionism in it. So people think, well, if I can't have balance, then I can't have anything. And for me, it's really about, especially as an entrepreneur, it's about alignment. So that may mean at times, at, at a time in my life, I'm really working my business. So mm-hmm. am I in balance? No, but I'm in alignment with what my greater vision is. Yeah, it's so I'm working 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Is that in balance with how much I'm you know, spending time with friends and loved ones? No, but it's in alignment. Because this is where I'm going. Exactly. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, your entrepreneurial background, the mentors you had, things like that. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life. Young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. It's the smartest party of the year. Thinking Bigger Business Media will turn a spotlight on some of the city's most innovative and forward-thinking entrepreneurs with its annual Smart Companies to Watch publication and party, Thursday, December 5th, from 5.30 till 7.30 p.m. at the downtown Marriott Mealbach Hotel. Hors d'oeuvres, including a carving station and drinks, will be served. That's Thinking Bigger Business Media's annual Smart Companies to Watch party, December 5th at the Mealbach. Register at ithinkbigger.com today. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We've been talking here this morning with Haley Bland Walsh. She is the founder and owner of City Gym KC, which she opened in 2011. She came back from the West Coast to open this in Kansas City because, as we all know, Kansas City is where it's happening with entrepreneurship, with the Kansas City Royals, even though they didn't win the World Series. But, uh, you know, we've got some good years ahead of us. But actually, that, that, is a good segue into something I want to talk to you about. No finish line. That's one of your other philosophies. We were talking about another philosophy of more holistic philosophy before we went to break. But no finish line. And, you know, the, the Royals have some more years. They didn't They didn't cross That's that right. finish line and win the World Series, but they've got more ahead of them. And you're writing a column for us called No Finish Line. Right. Talk to us about that philosophy. You know, in fitness, a lot of times people do goal setting. And mm-hmm. a marathon or a half marathon is a perfect example of someone crossing a finish line. And so they set up a goal structure to cross the finish line. And what I find is that it actually sets people up to lose motivation. They cross the finish line and they think, oh, did that. Never check. Ha- yeah, yeah, check. Never mm-hmm. have to do that again. So I I actually believe we shouldn't ha- we shouldn't think of fitness or wellness or even entrepreneurship, if you will, as a- having a finish line. Yeah, you may have goals, but a finish line 
almost sucks the air out of the vision, right? Mm -hmm. So I talk to people about what is your total wellness vision? What is your total vision for your business, for example? Um, And then be pulled by that, be compelled by that so that we're not crossing finish lines and losing our motivation. We're crossing finish lines. We're accomplishing goals. We're moving towards that largest vision, Mm -hmm. being pulled by our dreams rather than, okay, hey, I'm done. I'm going to hang out my tennis shoes. Right. Those those, uh, finish lines are really smaller milestones that pull you into the next level of accomplishment as opposed to being a finish line where you're done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, too often people set goals in their mind, which are great, but I am not a, I'm not a new year's resolution person. I'm not a, let's set these goals to be the end period. Mm -hmm. I talk to people again, a lot about what's the bigger vision. Let's have a strategy let's accomplish those goals. But as soon as those things are accomplished, what's next? Exactly. So, you know, taking everything to the next level, if you will. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back, this is more of a lifestyle thing. It reminds me of when people say, oh, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to drop 10 pounds and then you're off the diet. Right. And, but it's a lifestyle change that you've got to make. And what you're talking about is very similar to that. It's a way of approaching life and the way of looking at life that keeps you moving forward. Absolutely. You know, even at the gym, we do a lot of um, what we call lifestyle design programs. We don't call Mm -hmm. them diets. We don't call them fitness fads because this is really a, a tech tonic shift in your life. And so, again, we approach the whole person. We don't just say, eat this way for 12 weeks, and then you're finished. We say, hey, we want you to consider a new way of living. This is a framework for how you can eat for the rest of your life. And when you fall off the wagon, when you go on vacation, you come right back to your framework. Mm -hmm. So we, again, we talk to things, we talk to people in terms of that there is no finish line, that this is an entire life, that this is about giving you energy and creating you know, wellness for your whole life to use for your whole life, not to look great for your high school reunion, which is important. Um, (laughs) But that you want to look good, you want to feel good, you want to be able to accomplish. And this is so important for entrepreneurs. So we had a a group of folks come in from LA um, to do a little shoot for us. And they we were shooting all day long. And they kept saying to me over and over and over again, I can't believe how much energy you have. I can't believe how how do you do it? And I said, it's a whole life approach, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about a vitamin you take or how much water you drink. But it's about the whole picture. So not only are you feeding yourself nutritionally, are you feeding yourself emotionally? Right. You know, uh, I I find, especially with female entrepreneurs, we get to the place where our cup is empty. And that's the first question. You know, you start to feel a little bit resentful. You start to feel a little bit grumpy. You're empty, right? Right, The ATM is out of money. There's no more dollars. So how do you put money back into that ATM? And that's really what City Gym is. It's a place for people to come and get replenished and figure out how they do that. Feeds the body, feeds the soul. Yeah, the whole thing. Now, you've obviously been, uh, your message has resonated with a lot of people. You're growing by leaps and bounds. You expanded your square footage by more than 50% or more than 100% mm-hmm. actually. And your employee size has grown too. Talk to us about the growth that you've had and where your vision, where you think you can take this uh, business. So um, growth is something I'm, I'm very mindful of. I... Um, I, I want to be, I want to be, I don't want to be a small business that becomes a, a, a mediocre, medium-sized business. You know, I, I have to interrupt you for just a minute. We had a guy on a panel, an entrepreneurial panel a while back, and he said, 
he said, the worst thing that can happen to your business is that it's moderately successful. Yeah. Because he said, if it's moderately successful, you'll just keep thinking that it's going to hit that success level right. and it'll suck all the life out of you. So it's interesting that you said that. Yeah. You know, we go from a, a rock and rolling small business to a, you know, again, moderately successful, mm-hmm. uh, medium sized business. So that is always something I'm super conscious of. Um, and again, when you think about uh, expansion in terms of more gyms or more square footage, you have to be really mindful of that. So the first thing was I knew I knew when we when we moved into 5,000 square feet, it wasn't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. I knew that going into it. But I also wanted to create an energy so that when someone walked in the door, whether there were five people there or 55 people there, it didn't feel empty. It's like when you walk into a restaurant, the food may be great, but if you're the only people there, it feels awkward and you don't go back. Mm -hmm. Gym is the same thing. You want to create some energy. So rather than get a 10,000 square foot building from the beginning and sit in an empty building for three years, I wanted momentum. So um, the expansion came right on time. We were were in a place where we were max capacity. Members wanted it. They were uh, a little bit more um, forgiving when it came to construction snafus Mm -hmm. or timelines because they they were going to get more space right. and they, more well, stuff. Well, you had shared your vision with them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, I get it. We're growing. We're doing this together. You asked for it. You're getting it. I say that often. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me what you want. And then when I give it to them, I tell them, tell them I, hey, I gave this to right. you. I think sometimes we forget to celebrate our little successes for our customers. Hey, you asked for this and I'm going to give it to you because you're important to me. We say, right. I say that to them over and over and over again. So they So they trust us Mm -hmm. so that when we make a move, if for some reason I were to increase a cost or, you know, change a programming option, I could say to them, I have your trust and I know you believe that I'm doing what's best for the business and for for us and they can trust that. So. Well, obviously, you're doing some things right. Uh, you've been able to expand. You're up to about 30 employees now. Yeah, right? so um, City Gym has an interesting um, staff structure. I have independent contractors who work sure. for me, mm-hmm. and then I have uh, employees who work for me. So I have probably about 15 or 20 employees, front desk staff and operations team, and then the rest are independent contractors. So all of my personal trainers work as independent contractors with City Gym, um, which is unique in a gym set because for me, personal training is a membership retention tool. It's not a revenue stream. Mm-hmm. If my members are happy because they're working with a fantastic personal trainer who is highly motivated because they're running their own business. So I'm not pulling somebody along saying, hey, give this person the best product you can. Right. They're running their own business. That member will stay a part of City Gym for mm-hmm. a long time to come because we're a part of the answer. So I try to be innovative in ways where I can support other people being entrepreneurs themselves, because I think it works. Exactly. And you're being recognized for it. I mean, you've got a a long list of awards. Uh, You've been named Waldo's Best twice by the Waldo Business Association. Uh, You were just uh, a few months ago in July of 2014, voted Casey Fit Magazine's Female Trainer of the Year. And Casey Magazine's also recognized you uh, as a 2014 Best Personal Trainer. So people are picking up on it. And I think what is really probably very satisfying about these awards is that a lot of these types of awards are uh, driven or you're nominated by your customers, yeah. people who have experienced what you just talked about. Absolutely. And there are two two other awards that I'm probably most proud of. And, and Casey Magazine voted us Best Studio mm-hmm. in Kansas City. And they also... Um, Two of my two of my other trainers were nominated by Kansas City Magazine in the top ten. So of ten trainers throughout Kansas City, three came from City Gym. So yeah. for me as a business owner and what I'm trying to create, 
Those are the most important things. And like you said, members are taking the time to nominate people that they believe in, and then they're driving. I mean, you know, it's a vote process. They're driving people to vote um, for these for these awards. We are super humbled by that. I mean, I can't even tell you. It just I, I get warm fuzzies thinking about <laughs> um, thinking about how much the culture is really entrenched at City Gym that yeah. people are willing to do that. I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and. 99% of them, probably 99.9% of them, give credit to mentors or uh, family members or somebody, or organizations that have helped them get where they are. You had mentors along the way. Sure. You know, I grew up in a family where my parents from the very beginning said, hey, we are in this together. Um, we were very middle class. And for example, I was a, a soccer player and I wanted to go to camps and play on teams that cost money. And my parents said, you are absolutely able to do that if you help pay for it. Mm-hmm. So from a very early age, I was selling trash bags and I had a huge babysitting business in my neighborhood. <laughs> and, you know, I was hiring my sister and the neighbor girl to help, you know, staff my babysitting business. So that was a mindset from the very beginning. You can do do anything you want to do as long as you participate. So it was a, it was a culture in our family. Um, Interestingly enough, when I got my first job, I'd been in my job for a couple of weeks and my dad said, how's it going? And I said, yeah, it's good. He said, have you gotten a raise yet? And I said, dad, I've been here for a couple of weeks. He said, all they can say is no. Wow. And so that is something that stuck with me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Shoot, shoot as high as you can. The worst that can happen is they say no. And we, you know, we take a step down from that. So obviously it's a kind of a culture of family mentality. Um, again, being an athlete really, I think for women in particular, there's something really powerful about seeing yourself as uh, confident and competent and athletics does that. You know how to be a part of a team, you know when to lead, mm-hmm. you know when to step back. That's all, That's been huge. Um, and then honestly, the organization I worked for before I, I went out on my own, I worked for the YMCA for six years, actually for seven or eight years. And it, to be honest, it was basically entrepreneurial boot camp. Not oh, only yeah. did, they, did they teach me how to be better at my profession, but really what they taught me was how to be a better manager how to manage a facility, how to hire and fire someone. So mm-hmm. those on-the-ground things that you need to have if you're going to run a business with employees and a facility. and Yes, all the blocking and tackling. Absolutely. Uh, lo- a lot of times entrepreneurs come in with the thing they're skilled at and think that's going to carry them, and then they get defeated by all the things you just mentioned that they're not, you know, it's like, oh, why do I have to fool with that? Well, you do. It's part of running a business. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and what I learned early was that you can be really great at your job, but being or your expertise, say you're a great personal trainer. But that's not enough. You have to be an excellent manager on top of that. And that's a separate skill set that you mm-hmm. have to apply yourself to, be interested in. For me, it was easy. I love to coach. And so that's the way I always looked at it is creating a team and coaching my staff. Um, but I, that's the advice I give any entrepreneur who comes to me for advice. It's like, what's the most important yeah. thing? And I always say the most important thing is – be great at what you do, but also understand the other things you need to be great at. Now, mm-hmm. if you're running an Etsy business online, you're not managing anyone and you're making beautiful things and you you know you can sell that, great. That's your market share. But if you're a personal trainer and you want to open a studio, you need to know what are the other skill sets that you're going to need to be great at. 
in order to make your business be successful. Absolutely. Great advice today, Haley. And if anybody would like to find out more about your gym, you can drop in, obviously, there in Waldorf. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we allow people to come in for a seven-day pass. No mm-hmm. obligation. We think we'll earn your business in seven days. So come try a class, and uh, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you. And your website is? CityGymKC.com. Easy enough to remember, CityGymKC.com. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.